amen, anoint our ears, our hearts, amen. As we are standing, we can go to the word of the Lord, 2 Kings, the fourth chapter, 2 Kings 4, and the Bible says, there cried a certain woman of the wives of the sons of the prophets unto Elisha, saying, thy servant, my husband is dead, and thou knowest that thy servant did fear the Lord. And the creditor uh, is come to take unto him my two sons to be bondmen. Elisha said unto her, What shall I do for thee? Tell me, what hast thou in thy house? And she said, Thine handman hath not anything in thine house, save a pot of oil. Then he said, Go borrow the vessels abroad of all thy neighbors, and empty, even empty vessels borrow not a few. And when thou art come in, thou shalt shut the door upon thee and upon thy sons, and thou shalt pour into all the vessels, and thou shalt set aside that which is full. So she went from him and shut the door upon her and upon her sons, who brought the vessels to her, and she poured out. And as it came to pass, when the vessels were full, that she said unto her son, Bring me yet a vessel. And he said unto her, There is not a vessel more, and the oil stayed. Amen. What a miracle that was. Amen. And I believe God wants to do something like that in our lives today and tomorrow. He has great plans for us. So I want to preach to you today from this title, The Art of Pouring. The Art of Pouring. Turn to a few people and greet them as you are seated today. Amen. Having, uh, having grown up uh, as a child with a, a father who is a, a handyman who does construction work, uh, we got free on-the-job training. Uh, whether we really liked it or not, but we got to learn uh, how to uh, work with our hands and with hammers and how to hit your hand, hit your fingers and not hit them. And doing all kinds of, of uh, work outside and, and building things. Um, and because of that, now my life is forever altered, uh, forever changed. My perspective is, is, is changed because every time I go into a building or a, a restroom, public restroom, whatever, I'm always just kind of looking around at the things and seeing how it was put together, and see if there's straight lines or crooked lines. Uh, I notice all those things um, because growing up in that, you, you're, you're building things, and so you, you, you're you a part of uh, that whole process, and so you're thinking about uh, how they may have done certain things, and that's, that's just a part of, of life as it is now. And uh, in doing that, the more you observe and look at the details of things, uh, the more you can really begin to understand and, and even recognize uh, skilled uh, people and those who maybe not are, are, are so skilled, uh, less skilled and, and, and really skilled people. And, and so you can, it, it shows in, the, in their work and their craftsmanship uh, if, if they've been doing it a long time or maybe this is their first job. Uh, it, it shows, and so uh, there is an art to that, and not to say that the, um, the crooked lines, not to say that person is, is a bad person, uh, it just means that maybe they're just beginning. They're not as experienced as uh, somebody who's been doing it for years and years and years, and, and so uh, when, uh, you know, the, the wall's crooked, then you have to do your best from that and, and, and build out from there. But um, you can recognize uh, good craftsmanship um, and the art of that and the giftings and the talents there. And you can also recognize uh, poor craftsmanship. Um, if you 
have somebody pay somebody that uh, says they can uh, do flooring or, or build you something and they do it and it's uh, you know it, it doesn't look like it maybe should uh, maybe they're not really gifted in that area but they think that they are but uh, uh, hopefully that uh, you find a, a better person who can come and, and fix fix the things that aren't uh, as done so well. Uh, so there's always an, uh, an art to that, and really with anything that carries over to any category, any skill, any uh, area, a trade of expertise. Um, uh, people that are doing things for a while, they're good at that. And, and people that are new to it obviously have a lot to learn. And so you may be good at one thing in your life, but it's come to something else, you may, you may not know anything. Uh, you may be able to build a house, but you may not be, be able to turn on a computer. Uh, that's just the way things are. We're all gifted and talented in certain areas. Uh, and so there is an art to each and everything, and that comes by doing it more and more and more. Uh, you get the more experience you get, uh, the better you become, hopefully. Hopefully you learn from your mistakes and you learn from uh, the, the, the things that you messed up on and you get better. And that's the difference between a, a 20-year veteran and a, and a newbie is the 20-year veteran has made a lot of mistakes. The new person just hasn't made those mistakes yet, and hopefully they, in 20 years, they will be just as good as that, uh, that veteran out there doing those things. Uh, and so there really is an art to uh, that of craftsmanship and, and building and, and anything. And uh, as I've come to find out that I'm really not uh, so good at is there is an art of pouring. There's an art of pouring out. Um, if you take a, a regular glass of, of, of liquid or something and you want to pour it into something else, uh, it's one thing just if you got to dump it all out, but if you got to just pour a little bit uh, out from a glass into something else. Uh, me, a lot of times when I try to pour something out of a glass, the liquid uh, runs down my hand and runs all over the counter, but I still get some in the cup, but half of it's... Half of it's no good anymore. Uh, and so, uh, again, obviously, if you do that more and more, you probably get better at it. But uh, I've found, well, at least I thought I found a shortcut to that to kind of help me uh, get ahead is you can get these, these measuring glasses that they have spouts on them, right? The built-in pour spouts and say, hey, they don't got to worry about spillage anymore, Right. Maybe I'm doing something wrong, but it seems that even with those things, with a spout, even that when I start pouring, it still pours down my hand and pours on the counter. Uh, and so uh, then I look at the glass, like the glass is, something's wrong with the glass, right? They, they obviously, this was a lemon, this was a flaw, the spout is crooked or something, and it's not working because it doesn't, uh, it doesn't, it pour out, it pours all over me as opposed into the cup. But really, uh, really there's an art to that because they've obviously designed that spout and if you do it right and if you do it enough, you can pour it all out and nothing spills anywhere. Uh, it's just a matter of having the right angle and the right, uh, right uh, skill set, I guess, and maybe I'll get there one day. Uh, but there is an art to pouring out. Um, when you go to uh, a, a, a restaurant and you have water, glass of water or, or whatever you're drinking, um, the server, if you have a good server, uh, they'll come around and they'll refill your glass. And I, I like sometimes I watch and see how they do that, if they spill like me. If they're, if they're just as bad as pouring as I am, uh, obviously the more that they have done that, they can get really good. And they got the pitchers, and they, some of them pour from the spout. And if you're really good, you just pour from the side of the pitcher and just pour it all in and get extra, extra ice, all those things. Uh, and so, uh, again, people that are used to doing that get better at pouring out. Uh, and, and so it all starts small, but if you learn how to pour out, uh, things really can get to flow and, and begin to uh, uh, a lot more pour out than it would in the beginning. Uh, and, and so that was kind of like um, 
Still can't get away from, uh, obviously, the devastation in our area and the Hurricane Ian. Uh, but I think uh, God had used this storm to help us as a church to learn to do a little bit more pouring. Uh, maybe we hadn't been pouring enough in, uh, enough earlier, but now I think we're getting better at pouring out ourselves, pouring out into the community, pouring out into other people's lives, uh, because sometimes it takes something like that for us to, to, to do it a little bit more often. Not that we don't pour, but maybe uh, we don't pour enough. Uh, we don't get as good as we would if we continue to do that. Uh, and so it starts small. Um, the trickle starts small, but once you can get that, that, that bead of water, that line going, uh, you can really start transferring some things from one vessel to another. And um, uh, right after the storm, obviously, we're trying to figure out how everybody's doing. And uh, I'm getting uh, texts from uh, pastors and people from outside of our area asking, hey, how are you doing? Obviously, first thing. And then... And then they're always asking, then they ask you, what is, it, what is it that you need? Do you need anything? And uh, here, you know, you're just, you're just waking up from getting knocked down. And, and so you don't really know what it is that you need. Uh, and so you look around and you assess your, your house and your life, and we're still breathing, so that's good. Uh, and so, um, but the, the more you... Uh, we start reaching out and finding out and, and checking out everybody in the church, how everybody's doing, and, and we're all we're all we're all good. We're all alive, bless God, and 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 God's hand has been upon us. And, and so, uh, you know, I would my my response in the beginning was, uh, no, we're good right now, you know, because again, we're uh, we're all alive and we're still doing well. Um, and, and so here's uh, people that are asking, what do you need? They're ready to, we're ready to pour in uh, some things in our life. And I, I'm, I'm the one just trying to look around and see what is it that we need. And I know, we, you know, we have all been preparing and having food and all these things. So on that end, I think most of us were, were good and we're okay. Uh, uh, but that changes when you begin to look beyond yourself. When, if I'm good, that's great. But what about somebody else? If my cup is okay, what about the person next to me? What about the house down the street? What about my neighbors? Uh, if I'm okay, then I should be able to go down and reach out to them and to pour in a little bit into them what, what God is doing in my life because I'm okay. But, hey, let me pour some love in your life. Let me pour some care, care into your life and some help and some uh, comfort or something in your life. But it has to begin pouring some at some point. And so what happened was is that uh, uh, the, the Souls Harbor Church in Bellevue, they sent down a, uh, a van uh, that Friday night, and we unloaded it here in the church, and uh, a lot of stuff. Again, uh, we, were, we were mostly good as the church body and family. We were good. Um, uh, and so we, we get a truckload or a van load of, of supplies uh, and that really gets you starting to think, okay, we got, now we got to get rid of these things, right? If we're good, if our glass is good, if our glass is full, then, hey, uh, let's, let's, let's stretch beyond ourselves. Let's start thinking outside of our own four walls and, and start uh, looking for somebody else's needs. And, and, and it was, uh, uh, we started getting rid of those things little by little, uh, reaching out and, and sending out little care packages to, to people. Um, and uh, the days were slow, thinking people uh, would come here and just wipe us all out in a few minutes. But uh, the days were slow, and uh, it took a little while to get rid of those things. Uh, but that's okay. It was slow in the beginning. But here's what happened is once we got rid of that van load... Once we learn how to start pouring out a little bit more than what we used to be doing and begin to pour out into somebody else's life, uh, then guess what happens? Even more starts showing up. More supplies start coming in, and now we're not dealing with a little a van load. Now we're dealing with pallets and a truckload, and, and now we get 18 pallets of stuff delivered here. And I'm thinking in my head, man, what are we going to do? This is a lot of stuff. Never, never done this before. 
Never been down here, but never, no, I don't really know how to get rid of 18 pallets of stuff. And we got to do something because they can't stay here. Uh, we got to get rid of these things. And again, uh, we're, we're okay. So it's not like everyone come from the church comes and we all take a pallet home because we're good, right? Uh, and so here he got all these things. And so we start reaching out and start doing things and getting the word out and, and, and reaching beyond ourselves, stretching a little bit, going to places, stepping out in faith and doing things we've never done before. Why? Because we got a whole vessel of things that we need to pour out to somebody in somebody's life. And I'm here to tell you, if you're willing to step out and do something, step out in faith, God will supply the need. God will do something. He'll use you to be that pitcher to pour into somebody life if you're willing to step out and say I'm good Lord but I can if you want to use me I'll go and be a blessing to somebody else and you watch God just start doing something in your life so the all the strongholds start pulling down barriers start being broken why all of a sudden an apostolic is going out into the community into the harvest and what is it that you need my God can supply your need we have all the needs that you want Come on, what is it that you need? But we got to be willing to step out and say, God, use me and to pour me out into somebody else's life. But as long as we're always thinking about us, we can't pour into ourselves, And so we don't get to master, we don't get to get better at the art of pouring. If we're only thinking about ourselves and our needs, and uh, I can't, uh, I, I look, I think back to uh, Hurricane Irma, which was just five years ago. Uh, it wasn't obviously as bad, but it was a similar instance. Um, and um, thinking back, uh, we we got a, a a van load of supplies. I remember, and we put them here at the church, and we let everyone know, hey, we got stuff here. Uh, if you need anything, and some people would take some things, uh, but you know, days uh, days go by, and the stuff is still here. And and uh, looking back, I now realize that we never really, never really stretched beyond ourselves. We just kept thinking about, oh, we're good, so these supplies, I guess, they'll just sit there. But that things change here with Ian. Now, now God, God use it to break the mold and now we're looking outside ourselves and we're seeing what God is doing because we're, we're learning to pour. Our pour is getting better and the more we have learned to pour, guess what? The more that keeps coming. The supply just keeps coming and, and it, we, well, where does it stop? How do we stop this thing? And it keeps on coming. And so we got the 18 pallets of supplies, and we uh, open up these doors, and, and, and lines of people start coming through. And, and believe it or not, we were shocked. I was shocked within a couple hours that later that day, all 18 pallets are gone. And I sent a, I sent a, a picture back to the people that sent it to us, and they were shocked. 18 pallets of stuff gone today. And so you know what? Uh, what, what happened is they realized uh, that we, we've learned how to pour out. And so what happens is people see that, and they see, all oh, that church is pouring out in the community. And so guess what? You thought the supplies chain was over. No, that's just beginning because now more and more people are seeing that. And now what happens? More and more stuff is getting poured in and, and poured down here. Why? Because they recognize an art of pouring going on down here that I know that I, I'm not in southwest Florida. I'm across the country. But I know that if I send that church some money, it's going to get poured out in the community. And guess what? People have been given. People are sending supplies. Why? They see they see somebody pouring out into the lost, into the hurting community around us, and they want to be a part of it. Everybody wants to be a part of the pouring out, and so we just got to be willing to say, God, I'm willing to step out and do that. Amen. And so obviously none of this would be able to happen if, if we had the, the great APT family show up and, and help and do all these things. Uh, be, and so, um, 
So after, you know, after we, those 18 pallets got uh, handed out, guess what? We got some more. Because, hey, hey, they're moving down there. The water's flowing down there. Let's, let's just keep pouring it on. And so I'm here to tell you today that you don't ever have to worry about your needs. If you're, if you're a poor, if you learn how to pour out, God will supply your needs. God will make a way where there seems to be no way. As long as you are a vessel, a pitcher, willing to pour out into somebody else's life, God will keep the waters flowing. He will take care of your needs, and he will make sure you're, uh, your needs are met. Then Jesus say, uh, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. All you got to do is a workout for God. Just seek the kingdom of God, and God will keep things flowing. You keep it going in your life. You keep pouring things out, and God will just keep the supply line coming. Why? Because God likes it when he sees his people pouring out, because God has an endless supply. And he can keep it coming. He can keep the semi-trucks coming in your life. If you're willing to, to hand the things out, God will keep backing the trucks up in your life. And so what we learned is, is uh, when you start pouring, people recognize that. And they will give to that. And they will help contribute because they, 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 now, take, they now know that they're a part of the pouring out too. Everyone wants to be a part of the pouring out, but it, it takes somebody to step out and to start the stream. That's, that's kind of where the hard part is, is who's willing to step out and do something you've never done before or step out of your, out of your box or get out of your mindset of, of, of just me. But if, if every one of us started thinking about how can I reach somebody this week, how can I, I need to reach somebody, I need to pour into somebody this week, uh, guess what? A, a lot of things would happen that never happened before, Right? And God will always supply the need. And so it starts, God loves when people pour out because God loves pouring out. But he wants to pour out into people's lives. And if we're saying, oh, God, my glass is full, uh, there's no room for all that, so go on to somebody else. But if we, if we learn just to tip our glass a little bit, uh, and let God just pour it into our lives, or we go and uh, we make a connection with somebody and, 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 and start ministering to them, and so we can start pouring a little bit into them. God will, God will start the faucet on, and it will, we'll, stay, we'll, we'll maintain, we'll be full, but we're pouring out into somebody else. That's what it's all about. Uh, it's not about keep uh, pouring into my life and let me keep it for myself. No, if I pour, you pour it into me and I pour it into somebody else, that thing, that's going to start a stream going. Going, and pretty soon you got that river of living waters flowing all because somebody said, hey, I'm really to, to start to pour more in my life. And, and Jesus uh, recognizes uh, and he is attracted to people that pour because he likes to pour out. Malachi 3.10 says, bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse that there may be meat in mine house, and prove me now herewith, saith the Lord of hosts, if I will not open you the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, that there shall not be room enough to receive it. And so God just, this is one of the few challenges that God challenges mankind in in the Bible. He says, prove me challenge me. You go ahead and challenge me. If you start pouring into the kingdom of God, look out because I'll open up the windows of heaven and I'll start pouring into your life. But what does it take? It takes somebody to say, hey, I'm going to get this water going. I'm going to get this stream going. I'm going to learn how to pour a little bit in my life and to pour out and watch God start opening your life, the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing in your life and there will not be room enough to receive it and that is on purpose you're not going to have enough room to receive it why because he knows you're just going to give it away if you give it away God will keep giving it to you and so that's the hard part is, is learning to let go once we receive something from God 
But freely have we received, so freely we got to give. Uh, we like to get a little possessive of things and hold on to things, uh, but we need to learn to let go and let that that pour start to happen in our life, and we'll see what God does in us and through us. Jesus says in Luke 6:38, "Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, and running over, shall men give into your bosom. For the same measure that ye meet withal, it shall be measured unto you again. And so he's saying, good, you start the pouring out. You start giving, and I'll have men give into your bosom. You start giving into the community, and all these people across the country are going to start sending money to your church. Why? Because they see a pouring. They see people willing to give and and God's promises stand upon his word shall men give into your bosom I haven't even checked lately but I can tell you thousands and thousands of dollars has been donated to this church why because they see people pouring out they see this church reaching out in the community and God's standing on his word right there Luke 638 Jesus said it if we give men are going to give into our bosom and so the church is being poured into why because we're pouring out into the community we're giving it out uh, to those people in need because we are learning the art of pouring and the more you pour the better you get at it and the more that begins to flow through you. We can't stop pouring. I don't want to stop pouring. I want to keep on giving and keep on letting God use me. Why? Because that the flow is going to keep on going, and who knows what's in store when we keep on uh, giving and pouring out because that's what God needs his people to do. Why do we know hold on to things and they get old and, and start to spoil? But you let them things go and more things will come. And so we gave up those uh, 18 pallets. And then pretty soon, uh, I think we got another uh, 15 more pallets uh, a few days later. Why? Because we're just pouring out. And they said, hey, they can move it. We're going to give more. They've got a lot of people donating stuff, and we need to get rid of it. And so uh, they did that. And so we did it again. Uh, we got rid of all those things. And, and so uh, we thought that uh, maybe that was the end of it, but it wasn't. So we decided uh, last week we're going to uh, pour out. We're going to cook food, cook meals for people uh, on Wednesday, and we did that. But... Uh, Tuesday night, I get the phone call that, hey, um, you know, we've got 12 pallets of supplies we were scheduled to give to somebody else, but they canceled on us. So guess what? They're coming your way because we know that you can pour out, that you can, you can get rid of these things, and, and so there's more. And so there's Wednesday morning, 12 pallets show up in the back. I wasn't, I wasn't planning on that. I'm tired of seeing pallets. And I'm thinking, oh, brother, 12 pallets. It's one thing when, you got, when you're excited about, wow, yeah, look at this truckload. And it's after you do two truckloads and you're like, oh, pallets, pallets. But God is good because we got rid of all the 12 pallets. All in that day because uh, we've learned the art of pouring and we know how to start pouring out. And let me tell you, even still, we got, a, we got another uh, supply dump on Friday night. Some, some school over in uh, Fort Lauderdale, they're gathering supplies and they, they need an outlet. They want to donate over here. And so guess what? Word's out. Now that we, we got another uh, supply here in the back to get rid of. It just keeps coming, and that's okay. Why? Because I want to see God continue to pour out in my life and in this church and in this community, and so we got to keep it going. We got to keep the water pouring out, the oil pouring out. We got to be that vessel so that we don't want to stop the flow because you never know what's coming down the pipeline that God has in store, but let's keep the doors open, keep our minds open, keep our hearts open, and keep our hands open so that we can keep on giving these out we had uh just uh what was it wow while we got those delivered somebody on social media another church social media where well, they wanted to come down here and, and donate and so we're 
we, we, we've made more connections now in the community, and so, hey, go on over there. Uh, let them, you know, bless them over there. We've, you know, we need a break over here. But, uh, but I tell you, once you start pouring, get the art of pouring down, uh, but God really can begin to bless those things and bless that life. And so if we learn to pour, God will give you what you need, a farm beyond. You don't got to worry about uh, these little things here and there. If you learn to pour out, uh, your needs will be met and there will be an abundance left over to give to somebody else. Uh, so we just got to have that mindset of, of pouring ourselves out unto the Lord and he will make a way. Somebody in the... Uh, uh, in the Bible who learned uh, to pour uh, herself out was a woman by the name of Hannah. She, she desired, she longed to have a child and she kept seeking the Lord and keep, kept praying unto him and, and, and her desire was just to have a son and uh, she constantly poured herself out before the Lord. And we see in 1 Samuel 1.15, and Hannah answered and said, No, my Lord, I, I am a woman of sorrowful spirit. Uh, he was, she was being accused of being drunk because uh, she, was just, she was just lost in, the, in, in her, her spirit, and she was just weeping before the Lord. And she said, I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but I have poured out my soul before the Lord. She knew how to pour herself out. She knew how to give everything that she had, and because of that, what happened is that uh, Eli said, uh, "Let it be so. Whatever your cry, whatever your uh, heart desires, let it be, because you're pouring out, and God's going to bless that, and God's going to honor that. And guess what? Uh, what she wanted, what she was praying for, God blessed her with. Why? Because she learned how to pour her soul, her soul out before the Lord, and God blessed her, and she gave birth to a son, Samuel, and she gave." Gave them back to the Lord, and her heart was full. So if, if you're if you're longing for something, if you're desiring for something, and you've got a need in your life, I'm here to tell you: if you just learn how to pour yourself out, pour yourself out before the Lord, and, and give, uh, God's gonna bless that. God's gonna reach that need, and 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 beyond that, because you're learning how to give, and God can easily meet your needs as well as somebody else. God can meet your need, but what he would like to do is meet your need and meet somebody else's need at the same time. That's what we got to understand. If we're, if we're thinking about somebody else, God will meet my need while he meets their need. Got to get beyond ourselves. And so if you're sick and you're, you're dealing with a, a sickness or illness, and what do we do? We're praying for a healing or praying for a miracle in our life. That's good. That's what we pray for. But let me tell you, what if you went over to somebody else that was sick and you started laying hands upon them and say, God, I pray for their healing in the name of Jesus. Watch God touch them and touch you because you learned how to pour out. It's not about me. It's about me pouring out and giving things out out of my life. Uh, it's not what can God use me to do somebody in somebody else's life. If I learn the art of pouring, you'll always have enough. You'll always have enough if you learn how to pour out. And that's the conundrum there because we know that pouring out, it means you're losing something from your cup is getting poured out into somebody else. And so we think you're pouring out, you're going to be half empty. But that's not with God. God doesn't work like that. If you're pouring out, if your pitcher is always tipped like this, there's going to come a spout, a stream from heaven that's always going to have something in your pitcher because you're willing to put it into somebody else. That's the art of pouring, and you'll always be satisfied with God. He will always meet your needs because you learn how to pour out. One of the uh, amazing or, or one of the most interesting uh, scenarios about pouring out is when David uh, was uh, out in battle against the Philistines. And the Philistines uh, had uh, control over uh, Bethlehem. And what does he say in Second Samuel 23? David was then in a hold in the garrison 
of the Philistines was then in Bethlehem. And David longed and he said, Oh, that one would give me drink of the water of the well of Bethlehem, which is by the gate. And so he longed just to have a cup of that water. He couldn't do it. He couldn't get there because the, the, the Philistines were surrounded and they had uh, taken over that place. And so, but he had a longing for that and uh, he had a desire for that and, and he was blessed to have uh, mighty men, uh, men of uh, superhuman abilities, it seems, uh, anointing from God uh, upon their lives. And verse 16 says, three mighty men break through the host of the Philistines and drew water out of that well of Bethlehem that was by the gate. And they took it and they brought it to David. The, the one thing that their leader uh, desired for, just to give me a cup of that nice cold water from the well of Bethlehem. And they said, hey, let's go do this for David. Let's go uh, take care of that. And so they did. They put their lives on the line, ran through the, the encampment of the Philistines, snuck in there, grabbed some a cup, a pouch of water, and came back and gave it to him and then what did he do it says nevertheless he would not drink thereof but he poured it out unto the Lord talk about a pouring something that he desired so much but you here's the thing you got to be willing if you ever do get what you've been longing for you got to be willing to let that thing go as well Hannah was longing for a, for a, for a child, and, and she poured herself out, and God gave it to her because he, she, he knew that she was a poor, and once she received Samuel, she just poured it back to him. Here you go, Lord. And David, he longed for this cup of water, and, and his men came and gave it to him, but he, say he poured it out unto the Lord, a sacrifice. He could have easily take the, taken a sip of that, and, and his mouth would have been nourished and the desire of his heart would have been met uh, but instead David knew how to pour out his heart unto the Lord and so he poured this thing out as as a sacrifice of uh, of their his men's efforts and what they did uh, and so when, when when God has seen that you know how to pour out he can easily bless you even more he can he can do more in your life he can trust you more when you know how to pour and when you know how to bless somebody else he can really start laying on the blessings in your life and so Whatever God has done in your life or doing in your life, I'm here to tell you, if you start giving a little bit of that away, if you start pouring into somebody else's life, God's going to do something new in your life, a new opportunity, a new outpouring, a new touch in your life, a, a newer uh, anointing in your life if you're willing to pour out a little bit into somebody else. Musicians, if you would come. And so we know that we know that what happens in the physical, there's always a correlating activity in the spirit realm. And so I believe God watches people. And he sees what they do with their material things. And he can send a spiritual blessing your way if you're willing to get rid of your physical things. As he said here in Malachi, if you can give tithes to the church, if you give 10%, uh, test the Lord, uh, give, give that to the church, and something supernatural is going to happen. The, the, the windows of heaven are going to open up, and you're going to be uh, covered by a, a tsunami from heaven of blessings of God. And so God watches what we do in the physical, and he can respond in the, in the spiritual in a like manner. Give, and it shall be given. And, and so um, God was pouring out his his spirit uh, to the to the Jews at the day of Pentecost on, in Acts chapter two, and uh, what happened was they kept going and they kept uh, spreading and preaching the gospel, and God kept using them because they were pouring into other people's lives and laying hands and praying for people and doing all these things, and so the Holy Ghost kept flowing and flowing and flowing, uh, reaching more and more people, uh, but it, it got to a place where. They, in their mind, 
they didn't think that they could pour into. They thought that this Holy Ghost, this supernatural outpouring was only for the Jews. And so they weren't even thinking about Gentiles because they're, 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 they're not part of this. We're not gonna, we're not gonna pour into them because they're unclean and, and you know, they're, they're not of, uh, of the order of, of Abraham and Isaac and Jacob. They're not a part of, uh, of this thing of, uh, the covenant people, uh, with God. They're not a part of that. And so we're not, we're not gonna pour into them. But God decided one day that he would let his will and his plan be known to Peter. And that says, don't, don't call uh, this unclean what I have cleansed. Basically, in that vision that he saw, those animals coming down, what that was setting him up and says, hey, there's going to become a mighty outpouring that's coming soon that you haven't even begun to uh, imagine and realize. And so what we happen here is in Acts chapter 10 and 45, it says, and they of the circumcision, the Jews, which believed, were astonished, as many as came with Peter, because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. And so God wasn't just doing it for the Jews, but he was pouring out upon everybody. God was willing. He wants, it, he wants to pour out in everybody's life. He doesn't want anyone to perish, but all to come to repentance. And so this is a, a lesson that they had to learn. And after that lesson, they got a little bit better at pouring out because they realize, hey, this is for everybody. We're not just keeping this to ourselves, but we're going to pour out into anybody's life, whosoever will. And so God will pour out into anybody's life, whoever is thirsty. If you're thirsty, God's got water. If you're thirsty enough, you'll come running to Jesus and he'll bless you in ways that you have never imagined. But we've got to be the ones uh, willing to pour into somebody that's hungry, somebody that's thirsty. We, we go on the highways and byways. We have all these connections with people in this community and it's on us. God's wanting us to pour a little bit into them and God will refill us with something new, something we've never seen before, done before. But we've got to be willing to pour into the hungry and of the thirsty. Isaiah 44 and 3, it says, For I will pour water upon him that is thirsty and floods upon the dry ground, and I will pour my spirit upon thy seed and my blessing upon thine offspring. And so this is God saying, hey, whoever is thirsty, I've got uh, some water for them, some living water that you won't ever have to thirst again. Hello, uh, the woman at the well, th drink, uh, drawing up water, thinking this is some kind of special water. No, it's coming from the inside. This thing is coming from heaven that fills you up with his spirit and you'll never thirst again there will be never anything that can quench your thirst like the Holy Ghost and when we learn to pour out that out into our life into other people's life God begins to pour more into our lives Isaiah 45 and 8 as you stand with me today it says drop down ye heavens from above let the skies pour down righteousness and let the earth open and let them bring forth salvation and let righteousness spring up together. I, the Lord, have created it. And so here, God not only is pouring out to those that are thirsty, but what is he pouring out? He's pouring out righteousness. He's pouring out his spirit upon all flesh. He's pouring out anyone who's willing to, to receive something from God. Uh, that's where God wants to be. And I know we meet here every week and many times a week, and we, we come here, we come here hungry, and we come here thirsty, uh, looking for something from God and a feeling from God. And when we get it, but we also have to think beyond ourselves that we can't be the only people in Southwest Florida that are hungry. We can't be the only people down here that are thirsty for something. 
They're thirsty, but they don't know where to go. They don't know where it's at, but they've tried all the drinks of the world, and it's still left them thirsty. It's still left them hungry. We've got to believe that there are more people out there that are looking for this experience, and God is needing you to step out and say, hey, why don't you go pour into somebody else's life? Why don't you go speak to them a little bit? Why don't you go and pray for them? Why don't you just go give them a hug or, or be a blessing to them somehow? That's all we need to do is to start that water to pour and God will start pouring more into our life and into this church. Why? Because we are reaching out to the hungry and the lost and those that are dying and God said, I will pour out upon those that are thirsty. And as I said that God watches what we do with our physical goods watching if we give our monetary, give money to the church because where our heart is, there our treasure is. And if we want to trust God with our soul, but we don't trust him with our wallet, there's a problem there. The problem is, is you're missing out on blessings because Jesus, God said, try me. Go ahead and try me. You start giving the church, you try me, uh, giving your tithes to the church. And so he's watching our wallets. He's watching what we give with our physical possessions. Why? Because if we start learning to release and to pour into somebody else's life, that can start a, a supernatural outpouring. And I believe these past few weeks, <clears throat> as we have poured into our community, have given out and distributed over 50 pallets of supplies, given out thousands and thousands of dollars worth of things, it wasn't our money, it's people's money just pouring it in. And so we have, we've been buying things for people, just giving it out. Why? It's one thing if it's your money, then we may hold on to it. But when it's somebody else's money, you can spend that easier, right? But our money is not really our money, it's God's money. If we learn how to spend God's money like it's somebody else, it is somebody else's, watch God start blessing your life even more and start pouring in your life. And so we've been giving out physical uh, goods and need meeting the physical needs of people. But I believe that this was a test run to see how good are we at, at pouring. Are, are we as a church ready to start pouring out into our community? Why? Because I believe there's going to come a spiritual outpouring from this harvest that God is doing in our lives uh, because of what we are doing physically. God is preparing things spiritually for a mighty outpouring down here. Why? He wants to see, are we willing to pour? Are we willing to give into somebody else's life? Are we willing to, to let go of some things and, and let go of our time and, and sacrifice and give to those that are in need? If we are, and I know we have been, I believe that we're going to see uh, a great harvest, uh, a great spiritual revival down here in Fort Myers. As Joel the prophet said, it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. And your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And upon also the servants, upon the handmaids, in those days will I pour out my spirit. I believe we're getting ready to see those things happen right now. Why? Because we're learning to pour. The art of pouring, we're getting good at it. And say, God says, hey, you're ready for the, you did good with the physical. Now let's start dealing with the spiritual. Let's start reaching souls and ministering to them and, and teaching Bible studies and, and baptizing them. Uh, so even though... Uh, the, 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 the pallets may be stopping. The truckloads may have slowed down. But we should not say, okay, let's close up shop and go back the way things used to be. No, we still have to have that mindset that, hey, even though the, the big supplies are gone, we can still give of, of our own necessities, of our own desires, whatever God is using us, we can still give because I don't want to stop the flow from happening. I want to keep it going. Uh, uh, now it's going to be more on an individual basis, and we'll, we, we're doing big things as a church, but nothing like we, we experienced in the past two weeks. Uh, but I believe this coming Sunday on Friends and Family Day, 
I believe we're going to start to see the harvest coming in. Uh, we've handed out hundreds and hundreds of invitation, meeting their physical needs. God's going to meet their, their spiritual needs. And if they're hungry, they're going to come. And we're going to believe that God's going to do something great. Why? Because we learn how to pour out. We've learned how to pour out. Amen. And I know that God is going to use each and every one of us. But you got to be willing and I got to be willing to say, well, I I've never done that before. Okay, let's just take a step of faith and let's see what God has to do, uh, can do through us. Does anyone believe that? How many know that God has got something great in store? We got to be willing to, to step out and say, God, use me. Use me uh, in this situation. I don't know who they are, but God, give me the boldness. That's one thing that I I pray for all the time is an apostolic boldness like they had in the book of Acts. Because sometimes, you know, you're just, you're just not really comfortable with that. But if you're praying for God to give you a boldness, guess what? You're going to get zapped and you're going to get, you're going to go and do that thing and watch God do great things through you. I'd rather step out in faith and, and let God do something than, than, to, than to not listen and to hold back and always regret. Anyone feel the power of regret? Like, man, I wish I had talked to that person. I was really feeling a nudge by the Holy Ghost to, to go and speak to them, but I just, I was too, too afraid to do that. And, and what happens is you live with regret. God, I wish I'd have done that. Let's not, let's not stop the flow uh, of what God is doing here and what he started in this community, in this church, but we're going to be a light in this world. Uh, we're going to be a light in this community as long as we keep things pouring out. Amen? Amen. Let's come. Why don't you come down before here? Let's, let's all come and gather together as a body, and let's begin to pray. We're going to believe for a spiritual harvest on Sunday. We need to start setting the atmosphere. Right, we need people to pour themselves out this week for what's going to happen on Sunday. Does anyone believe that? Come on, let's pour ourselves out to the Lord today. Wow, what is it that you need in your life? Come and pour yourself out today. God has a need for you. He can meet your need. Come on, is there someone around you you can feel the pray, feel led to pray with? For somebody that is sick. Praise for somebody that isn't hurting. God, I may be okay, but let me pray for somebody. Let me be a blessing to them. Hallelujah, hallelujah. God's